Welcome to Impressions, a podcast of non-genre-specific, impressionistic music recommendations. There's an accompanying Spotify playlist for each episode. You can find it on our website, impressionspodcast.com. You might want to listen to the songs before or after this episode, or you might want to listen along with us. We'll give you a cue. I've got an impression. Ah. My name is Busy Hempill. My name is Nick Forrest. I love this idea of ecologies. I took an art and ecology class last spring, and it was a great, great class. But one of the things that I loved was actually just unpacking the etymology of ecology and how ecology comes from the Greek root oikos, which Mm -hmm. like that yogurt, oikos. I know, it's the yogurt, yeah. (laughs) It means home. So it's kind of like thinking about a sense of place, a sense of home, and then Mm -hmm. all of the relationships that kind of surround that organism or whatever that you're looking at, the home in a large scale of that central thing that you're looking at. So I love that so much. Yeah, you sharing that with me earlier today, it really opened my mind to what ecology means and where the word comes from and just how it's been used throughout history, I guess. But I love thinking about it as home. I, I forgot where I read this and it might have even been like someone's like Instagram infographic story. But yeah. it's like, you know, next time you're out on a hike, don't look at the plants or the animals as other. Just we're part of the same home. Like you are part of that that environment as well. Yeah. And yeah. that's something I think about every time I'm out in nature now. You just feel really connected with the world and then you start caring about the environment and the world in a different way. It's also awesome when we like realize that like humans and nature are not separate. Right. You get it. Anyways, what homes or ecologies are you going to share with us today? So, you know, I don't know if it's because I'm in kind of a wistful mood this week, it's but fall. I was getting really nostalgic yeah. and thinking about the idea of returning home and returning to this sense of comfort and security. I am actually home right now. And you are (laughs) home. You may be in your childhood bedroom. I I, I sure am. (laughs) I love it. So yeah, welcome back to your home. Thanks. You know, I was thinking about this idea of like returning to a sense of home, sort of redefining home, both as um, making it a bigger definition, but also kind of returning to kind of this quote unquote original idea of home where we share our land with animals and plants and mountains and trees and sky and water and people. I got really kind of like wistful and nostalgic about this idea of returning home. And I intentionally kind of kept my picks this week sort of tactile and acoustic and very human. My parents now live close to me, which is wonderful. But whenever I would go home, I would I would play piano for yes. my parents. And it was sort of this like really lovely moment where I can just like sit at the piano. The piano was my first introduction um, when I was really young to music. And so there's something about the piano as an instrument but also as like a big instrument that takes up a lot of space usually in a home it's it's such a lovely kind of personal memory of mine um this first song i have no idea where i heard it it's possible it's from an insurance commercial Mm. if it is i am so sorry um but it was created by an artist called h hunt it was originally intended as a gift a christmas gift for his father and the album is called playing piano for dad so go home by h hunt Impressions. 
I love that you started by describing your picks as tangible. You know, it's not a, a quote like clean recording. Right. There's a lot of little ambient noises in mm -hmm. particular, like the sound of the pedal of the piano. You can definitely hear that or like that, like slight friction of, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of piano keys next to each other. I also loved how you framed the song of pianos are large instruments and they're very yeah. domestic instruments. Like yes. they, they're furniture. They're, they, <laughs> they are. They're a giant couch that's not that comfortable. Um, yeah. And if you lie on the wrong side, you go, Bah! but uh, just thinking about like what the room looks like. So I was really kind of building the room of this piano. It's kind of a ghostly mm -hmm. player. I have mm -hmm. no idea what the player of this piano yeah. looks like. Right. So yeah. for me, it was like faded wooden floorboards Ooh. underneath yeah. this piano, yeah. like a kind of luxurious, but maybe slightly faded oriental rug like with a red background and some kind of design yeah. on it and then like these whitewash bookshelves and like large bay windows mm. with molding mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. kind of sheer white curtains but almost like a house that's been long abandoned too hmm. Interesting. and just this piano yeah. is is playing in it kind of remembering who used to live there I'm still in ghostly times whatever it's like november <laughs> 2nd it's still like the veil's still thin man I know. we still have our halloween decorations up it's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i i what i love about this song is the fact that you can hear the piano mm -hmm. you can almost hear him breathing yes and like this his finger pads like hitting the the keys ever so slightly definitely you can't really experience that sound unless you are sitting at a piano and playing it mm -hmm. like you you never hear recordings of pianos where like you can hear kind of everything like no. this those yeah. are the parts of the audio you get rid of yeah and I love that all those little ambient noises are kept in here because it's very human. It's yeah. very intimate. Yeah. Like I had a hard time picturing this person as well because I was that person in, mm -hmm. in my head. I was sort of sitting at our old upright piano. There was candlelight. It was dreary outside. There was mm -hmm. like maybe something warm on the stove. Mm. My parents or my partner or someone was like sitting in the other room kind of half listening, but just enjoying kind of this ambience. of this idea of home when you include like all of ecology is just it can be overwhelming but when you kind of distill it down to like okay I'm just another being inside of our ecology it could then become sort of personal and intimate and I don't know I just love the quiet that the song offers I love kind of taking a moment to just breathe and enjoy what playing an instrument for another human being feels like and sounds like mm, yeah I also love that you go home and play piano for your parents and like my parents mm -hmm. would love it if I did that and I'm like nope <laughs> you gotta leave like I want to play piano but I really don't want you listening yeah my dad used to play like he never formally he's a great musician but he never learned piano uh -huh. but he did used to like make up silly songs for us on the piano and so That's I do have 
strong associations of my dad on the piano, even though it was never really his number one instrument, which is the stupid trombone. And I say stupid listeners, I also play it. Okay. So I Mm -hmm. get to say that, whatever. want to play. I was thinking about relationships to home, what that means. And it's by this band Tanara One, and they're like a pretty famous desert blues band. So like this song is called Tanare Takim Tosam. It's about this this giant desert, the Tenere, and there's a lot of songs about the Tenere. The song is a is kind of a love song to this desert. So it's it's a love song cool. to a place that you're from. Nice. Tenere Takim Tosam by Tenara One. And this is also featuring two people from TV on the radio, oh, Kit cool. Malone and Tunde Arapimpe. Impression. I love a lot of things about this song. First of all, there's some sexy voices in this song. <laughs> some seriously sexy voices. I am a sucker for a sexy voice. It's sort yeah. of a gravelly, low voice like that. There are plenty in this song. I was definitely in the desert. I think even if you didn't tell me I was going to the desert, the song would have taken me to a desert. Mm. It opens with these kind of dusty, sandy guitars. You have the humming, you have the claps. I felt like I was on a horse. Like I was like mm. sort of trotting. Like I found myself like sure. bouncing up and down as if I was riding on a horse. Oh, nice. And yeah. It just sort of it sweeps you up. The lyrics that are sung in English, I love this idea of the jealous desert. I know. It's so mournful and so beautiful. Like I love the desert is the beloved in this song. Yeah. You know, I've never really experienced a desert or certainly have never lived in a desert, but, you know, a desert doesn't give away its secrets too easily. You really have to observe and, like, look closely and just kind of look at the details rather than, like, the entire picture. If we're we're imagining the desert as a lover, it's a lover that demands attention (laughs) and you have to spend time with them. You have to, like, really look close to see kind of the vast and diverse ecology that it encloses so that you do have this kind of driving like equine beat (laughs) this will be maybe the third or fourth time i've said the word sexy shimmy in this podcast but it's sort of this like sexy shimmy like these two lovers are sort of like they're almost like playing chicken with each other like how can like let's get close let's get further away like let's let's see how much i can actually let you in or vice Mm. versa i found it very like coy and very mysterious and kind of sexy in the way that the voices were sort of like going back and forth between one another. Mm, I do love the desert. I mm-hmm. guess that's why mm-hmm. I moved to one. Ugh. Yeah. Sometimes though, I'm like, oh, it's so dry. But <laughs> like, I remember talking to someone and they're like, oh, well, I mean, I love Arizona, like in like Utah, like the Red Rock, uh-huh. that's really beautiful. But like, what's there to see in Death Valley? And I was yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't want to tell you immediately. Right. You have to attune your eyes yeah. to the various grays and browns that exist. Mm-hmm. And then you see such beautiful patterns and like, yeah. you know, amazing striations and all the stuff, but it requires attention. Yeah. So yeah. God, f- a fucking needy lover. Oh, well, look at me. Actually, <laughs> no, just someone who's like, if you really love me, you'll get to yeah. know me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
interesting contrast to your first one because your first one was like almost an empty space mm, and this mm -hmm. was so full of people yes and yes. i also made me think of just kind of different senses of home mm -hmm. and i was like wow it's a really like very non like upper middle class u.s ideal of of home yeah there can be many relations that live uh -huh. in one place uh -huh. like maybe multi-generational families yeah. or this idea that yeah. like family is not just your nuclear family but mm -hmm. it could include your neighbors mm -hmm. and all of this mm -hmm. stuff. In in the first song, it really was in that like a single family household. Right. And then this is such a different expanded idea of right. what home can be. No, I totally get you. Like the first one, it's like you're going home to find solitude and to be with like the people that are most familiar to you, which are like probably your nuclear family or like <laughs> your partner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the second song, you're going home to like your entire community and like their communities. Yes. And, yeah. It's much more expansive. Yeah. And it's like just so much not about a particular building, but like a whole right. ecosystem right. itself. Yeah. So many people perceive the desert as empty right. and they're like, nothing can live there. Right. Nobody lives right. there. And I love how full this desert is. Oh yeah. This desert <laughs> is a party. A sexy party. A sexy party. <laughs> And then it ends with this deep voice that kind of comes out of nowhere. Who is that? Like, is that God? <laughs> what What is happening with that that final voice? I think it goes back to this idea that the desert is sort of constantly changing and revealing itself and reimagining itself and kind of showing new parts of itself yeah. to this person who's sort of like enveloped. <laughs> I'm in this weird kind of gloomy mood. This is the first time it's like truly been cold and rainy and miserable outside. So mm. I think that's part of the reason why I'm picking these like kind of solitary <laughs> interior songs. For but obviously sure. like when I'm reflecting on ecology and the idea of home, I have to think about kind of like impending climate doom and crisis and the ways in which other countries are facing it in completely different ways than we are and y'all get it but i think like that that's the idea of going home regardless of what your home looks like is is a way to mark time and to kind of like really just see how things change this next song is called a lot's gonna change by waste blood the beginning with the synths, it does sound almost like a horror movie. Mm. And then it kind of ends up resolving into mm -hmm. the piano. And it's such a 70s sounding song. Like it almost Very sounds like, so, yeah. I don't know, Carol King. Uh -huh. I'm not super up on my like 70s <laughs> ladies, yeah. but I know 
that they sound like that. Um, <laughs> and I don't dislike it. I just am not that familiar. Yeah, same. <laughs> I think because it's so like sweeping, mm-hmm. there's strings that come in, like the way that the dynamics work, it gets really big at times. It feels like a reverie of the past and it's already nostalgic, even though it's talking about right. the future. Like it's very cinematic. Yes. This sort of just sounds like I'm watching some 70s, maybe not a horror movie, but like a suspenseful 70s movie mm. where like the the dark underbelly of the suburb is revealed or something mm, like that mm-hmm. like this movie this could fit in that yeah this could definitely be like you know how they used to have like songs that were written for movies this feels like that yes. <laughs> this definitely feels like that it's dreamy it's nostalgic i found it very like sunny but yes. tinged with like a sadness as well remember when you were talking about in the nina simone song mm-hmm. um 22nd century like a time traveler has come back to oh, tell yeah. you about things yeah, yeah, yeah. this is another 70s time traveler <laughs> who's come <laughs> to tell you about not necessarily specific events but right. just like y'all everything's gonna change and i can't actually tell you because uh-huh. it might end up fucking up the timeline uh-huh. and we all know from sci-fi movies you shouldn't do that don't even try <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but she's just like, let me let me paint a picture that everything is about to change right. in your lifetime. <laughs> it's like, yo, you guys know Carol King, right? I'll do it and I'll do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminiscing about her childhood, there is a sense of like going back to when the world to a child seemed a little bit less complicated. Yeah. There's that line, like the world was gently wrapped around me. That mm. that feels very much like kind of this idyllic, again, like upper middle class childhood of the 70s. <laughs> Question right. mark. Yeah. I guess similar to the Nina Simone song, like I did find something positive and hopeful in this song. Mm-hmm. I think like you can interpret like a lot's going to change as being like, oh no, like, but I like it how it was. But I don't think that's what the singer is doing in this song. I think it's just like, like you said, they're sort of confronting and being pretty direct about this idea that a lot of things are going to change. Yeah. Um, there's one moment in particular I really love where she sings like a lot's going to change in my life and then she stretches it into the word time. Mm. There's a scene of like a baby being born in 2021 right now. Like this would be an appropriate time for the song to play. Mm. I'm constantly thinking about like what are children going to experience like long after we're gone. And yeah, it doesn't seem great. Yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't seem great. I hope it's great. But it gets at this idea like a lot's going to change and we should adjust and plan accordingly and yeah i don't know there's some sort of empowerment in there i'm grasping at (laughs) yeah there's a hope i mean the last line of the song stood out to me because you know everything kind of fades out and there's kind of 30 seconds of it being really quiet and at the very end she says show me where it hurts which Mm -hmm. is such Mm -hmm. a caregiver talking to a child this kind time traveler in her flowy saffron robes (laughs) (laughs) after she's given you this very cryptic a message uh-huh. about how things are going to change and where the little children looking to the future mm. and being like, uh, I don't know. And then after she <laughs> says all this and there's that period of it sinking in, then she's like, okay, uh-huh. 
tell me where it hurts. Like, where yeah. is this most affecting you? So yeah, I don't think it's entirely pessimistic, no. but it is like, we need to face the reality of the situation. And even that line, which is so filled with tenderness and care, yeah. it's an action-oriented line. Yeah, I mean, perhaps she's even like asking like the earth or the universe. Like, oh God. You know, like I think of like a, like a globe <laughs> with like a bandage around its head or a thermometer in its mouth. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sad and I'm too hot. Oh my God. The little globe has a fever. Uh -huh. It's like not funny. It's not funny because it's true. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. No apologies. Because we're about to change gears into something very upbeat and a little Great. wacky. So I love it. We um, need it. This song is by a band called Suburban Lawns. You know, cool. it's very hard to tell when songs are from. So I assume mm -hmm. that this was maybe a more recent song, but I actually yeah. it came out in like 1980 or something. Oh. If we're thinking about home and kind of the relationships that exist around your home, this one just kind of gets into that a little bit. Cool. It's a weirdo. So it's called Janitor by Suburban Lawns. Impressions. That is a weirdo. I know. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> so I'm immediately in like a funky 80s high school. Yeah. Like funky sure. kind of sure, neon, sure, sure. like Memphis style, like Saved by the Bell-esque high school. It's very goofy. It's very cartoony. Like, perhaps, like, people are half cartoons, half humans. Mm. Like, it almost sounds like this song could be from the future. I, I love that you yes. thought it was current because I don't think I would ever guess this is from, like, 1988 or whatever. It, it also could be, like, written by, like, people in, like, 2055 where it's, like, <laughs> everyone's speaking in, like, weird, demented baby voices. Like, and that's normal, you know? Yeah. Like, when you hear, like, someone talking in, like, the 1920s, like, you're like, that's not a normal-sounding voice. Right. We, we probably sound like demented babies to them. <laughs> There's that. The song itself is called Janitor. And I was like, what, mm -hmm. what is the janitor, right? And the janitor is yeah. a person who, like, is keeping our environment clean, like, a, or a right. specific environment clean. So yeah. who's keeping our kind of collective sense of, of home, of self yeah. clean? Yeah. Huh. You get the confusion between the word janitor and genitals, yes. which is hilarious. <laughs> no. I'm like, what does a janitor and genitals have to do? Is it just because they kind of sound funny? Is it just kind of a joke? Right. And that's fine if it's just that, too, because that's hilarious. <laughs> if I just heard someone say the word janitor, I don't think I'd ever really no. think it sounds like genitals. No. But it really does in this song. Yes, it does. I mean, we all come from genitals. So it's true. That's the ultimate home is the genitalia. <laughs> Oysters are kind of like the sea's janitor. They filter the water, they of garbage in the water, and they also look like genitals. They do. So. And Rocky Mountain oysters are literally genitals of a bowl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. there you go. We, we did solved it. it. <laughs>
towards the end of the song, it, there's like all reaction is reaction, nuclear reactor. It turned from a demented baby to like a demented but funky like science teacher in high school. Yeah, sure. So as I was listening, I was like able to kind of parse out more like why I chose it. That part you're talking about with the nuclear reaction, there's really Uh not very many lyrics in the song. I think there's like one verse and then there's like the chorus and then those things just repeat. And it's something about like um, nuclear reactor, boom, 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 boom. Uh Then the Uh the chorus of who's your mother, who's your father? With those two things combined, I started thinking about like culture wars of the 19th. 80s and like yes you have the cold war that's kind of looming in the background and just this idea of fighting for the idea of your home yeah i think in a more sinister way which i hope that this is not although if it is i think it's a really good send-up of this kind of question of who's your mother who's your father could also be coded as like well where are you from but like where Mm. are you like really from Mm -hmm. um and so Mm -hmm. do you belong in this place and i think the fact that the band is called Suburban Lawns was also in my logic. Even though it is super wacky, you're right. Like, I think that that wacky veneer hides some, to me, more sinister questions that are lurking under the surface. It it really does make sense. It makes me really want to listen to it, like, five more times. Well, (laughs) you can. All action is reaction. I'm going to take us back down a little bit and end on like a, I think it's a very hopeful meditative song. You know, I think when I think of ecology and the way we've been talking about it, it's really just integrating and kind of balancing your life amidst the milieu of countless, countless other lives, animal and plant and whatnot. Yes. And it's about balance. I find it to be a really calming, relaxing song. This is the kind of song I would do like a breathing exercise or go on like a meditative walk to. Great. Uh, This song is by Reginald Omas Mamode IV. And it's called In Search of Balance. It's a pretty straightforward song. There's this humming that goes throughout. It's very meditative. Like I literally like kind of breathe in and out during each stanza of the song, which you really can do. Mm-hmm. But underneath that humming, there's a lot going on under the surface. There's like a noodling bass. There's these like bubbly, almost airy synthy noises that every now and then kind of bubble up and down. In my mind, it's like a pot about to boil. Mm. It's like not yet boiled. Perhaps it's just simmering. Okay. <laughs> like you've kind of found the perfect setting on your oven to oh, keep like balancing. a steady simmer. Yeah. It's just balanced. <laughs> and I find that really relaxing. Yeah. The times I have like taken a nature walk to the song and... The humming, you know, it's deeply spiritual yes. and very, almost it's very reverential, yes. but it also kind of feels like sort of like the buzzing of the woods oh, or nice. the universe around you. Like it can kind of right. feel like buzzing cicadas or like even just like the buzzing of the trees as a wind goes through. Yeah. It feels sort of like you're kind of enveloped in this idea that like I'm not alone in this world. There's all these voices and all this life that's wrapping me up. And that feels very comforting and nice. Yeah. So whereas like that first song (laughs) I chose was very solitary 
I think my choice is eventually like <laughs> the person found like a community. They they Definitely. at least found a place in the world, or they realize that like the world has a place for them simply because they are part of the world. I like that you've mapped your songs onto like a hero's journey, or like not, <laughs> I guess I have. Yeah, like, of, yeah. of like you know you start out kind of isolated, and then uh-huh. you kind of get this uh-huh. freak out of the, like you go see an oracle, and they tell you all the shit that's gonna happen. You're like, oh no! But <laughs> right. I like this last one is like. Like, don't freak out. I know. It's a lot. There's a lot happening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but just find balance in life. <laughs> just breathe with me for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Beneath the fake disguise Just search for balance in life Just search for balance in life Just search for balance in life Because the first thing you hear is the hums. The first mm-hmm. thing that mm-hmm. I wrote was like religious hymn. And then the first yeah. question I was kind of thinking about is like, why do we seek religion? And yeah. answers maybe mm-hmm. a sense of peace. And then also community. So what you were yeah. talking about of like this person finally found their community. Yeah, this song yeah. totally fits that. I mean, it fits actually all of those things. Answers, sense of peace and community. Yeah. I'm not that new agey. I'm a little bit new agey. But like, it's a very kind of be here now Mm -hmm. yes there's so much shit that's about to happen also though try to find time to celebrate your community and the people that you love and the places that you get to be you were talking about being in the woods like my church is nature and so when i go out into nature and actually like and i'm actually present you're filled Mm -hmm. with that holy spirit of nature when you're when you allow yourself to be there. And this song is reminding you to do that. I was thinking a lot about the relationship between the ideas of moderation and balance Mm. and the tarot Mm -hmm. card temperance. Mm -hmm. It's all about Mm -hmm. both of those things. I was really thinking about like the fucking Michael Pollan idea of moderation in terms of meat consumption. So it was like very literally (laughs) thinking about ecology and our like Uh impending climate crisis and the different ways we participate in it and how like by practicing moderation in terms of meat eating that actually ends up contributing to more of a sense of balance with all of the different kind of entities in our world there's so much like cultural attachment to food and like different kind of access to food that you run the risk of kind of moralizing people's individual choices yeah With grace and pride Home could also be interpreted as a safe space, right? So mm-hmm. this is you and your safe space and people trying to come in and start up some shit and you don't need to deal oh God, with that. The worst. Mm-mm. So this <laughs> no. song is called Hey You, Get Off My Mountain by The Love Dramatics. I love how this song is like basically about a conflict about like confronting someone and 
telling them to go away, but it's also just so chill and lovely. Yeah. Like there, there's no question that like the person will get off the mountain and the cloud right. without any, like they're just gone. Yeah. They saw them from like a great distance and they're just like, take, don't even take one step further. Yeah. Got to get out. The song starts with a lot of tension and I was getting like tense and I felt like when you're telling someone to go away, like my body tenses up and yeah. then around 40 seconds, like that tension is released and yes. like, it just feels like, like a dam has been opened or like you just like exhaled after you've been waiting to exhale um (laughs) i know what you're saying about at the beginning like it starts out with this like hey you and then it's like you're just trying to and then there's like all this build-up and it's like what is this person trying to do and when they release they're like you know what you're just trying to bring me down that's what you're yeah. trying to do. It mirrors so much like when people are kind of coming at you for for mm-hmm. nothing, like they're attacking mm-hmm. you for like, I don't know, how you look. And you're like, sure. you're just trying to, you're just trying to, and you're like, you know what? You're just trying to bring me down. That's like literally all you're trying to do. Yeah. Actually, it has yeah. nothing to do with me. This has to do mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. and your problems. Mm-hmm. I, I think because there's so much imagery about like being in the heavens, like at least with yeah. the mountain and the clouds, yeah. just for basically the rest of the song I just imagine this person kind of like very proudly but casually mm-hmm. walking mm-hmm. down like a red carpet in heaven Ooh. yeah <laughs> I love that <laughs> yeah I was definitely getting like Greek god vibes yes like, I'm on Mount Olympus and I'm like dressed in gold and yeah elegantly descending sure. from heaven yeah <laughs> waltzing in It's like from the point of view of one person, but there's multiple Mm -hmm. singers singing and it starts Mm -hmm. like it's a deeper voice. And then you have this like falsetto voice that comes in. And Mm -hmm. I just love this Mm -hmm. idea of the multiple sides of your personality that might end up like manifesting in in different voices. Because at first he's like, hey, you. And then it becomes this falsetto (laughs) voice. And it's like when you're like, hey, you and someone comes at you and you're like, um, I mean, I just, uh." (laughs) um. But I like that in that song, the falsetto is actually not a sign of like diminished power or a no, sense of fear. It's like confidence. You're maybe actually coming more into yourself right. by using your falsetto voice. I know. I don't know. It's like softness is a is a weapon. Have you ever sent like a really bitchy email to like your boss or coworker, and then like you see them ten seconds later, and you're like really nice? I've done that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that a lot. Oh, hey. I'm so sorry. (laughs) There's that moment where they can react and like send down a lightning bolt or like a tidal wave, but they choose to instead like reveal this beautiful staircase that they then descend down and sing this gorgeous song for the world to hear. Yeah. And then like I was just sort of relaxing, like lounging on my cloud. I have become like the master of my own little universe. Yes. You've created your own kind of personal ecology that makes you feel good. You've created your own home. And the fact that it's your mountain, that kind of means that like... You're among many other mountains. Like they can go to another mountain. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. There's a mountain range here. Right. Like, there's tons of peaks. mountains rarely exist so, on their own. Get out of my house. This is my world. I'm safe here. Yeah. But there was the invitation. Like maybe go to another one. There's usually one next door. Oh. So <laughs> just go hang out there.
you got a heart out right now. So. <laughs> oh my God, it's, it's time for my heart out. I'm trying to catch the subway like right at the exact moment. We so that, go. That's the heart out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a good night. Um, great to talk about ecologies, homes, systems, all of it. The impressionspodcast.com. Yes. Yeah. Rate, like, and review, I think. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Those were our impressions. Ah.